Truth Espresso, episode 158. Face it, we all would rather sleep in this morning. <sighs> That's why God gave us espresso to kickstart our zombified corpses into hyperdrive. And now, giving your mind and soul the morning shot of truth it craves. This is Truth Espresso with Daniel Minnick. This is Daniel Minnick, the host for Truth Espresso, and coming at you with another episode of Truth Espresso Express. And if you haven't heard any episode of Truth Espresso Express, it's kind of my semi ad hoc episodes where I'm driving to work and recording an episode on some thought I had, some little nugget of truth, or to talk about some articles that I read. And for this episode of Truth Espresso Express, I want to address the topic of Jehovah's Witnesses and paradise, particularly the thief on the cross. I forget what it was that put this in my mind, but I figured, hey, it'd be, it would make a good episode of Truth Espresso Express. So there was something that brought my attention to uh, Luke 23:43. And this is a common verse of contention with Jehovah's Witnesses. And so I want to broach this topic a little bit. I want to talk about two issues that I have with the Jehovah's Witness understanding of this verse. So what is Luke 23:43 about? Well, this is uh, the crucifixion event, or of course with Jehovah's Witnesses, the torture stake impalement event, you know, because Jehovah's Witnesses don't believe that Jesus was on a structure that had a cross beam because they believe that that was a phallic symbol, but that's not the topic of discussion for this episode. So at Jesus's execution, Jesus is on the instrument and he's between the two thieves. And when one of the thieves says, Lord, remember me when you come to your kingdom. And Jesus responds to the thief, truly, I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. So the word today there is the first thing that I want to get to because Jehovah's Witnesses have a particular eschatology that they must enforce. And so when it comes to this particular verse, they very much go against the grain of how most Bible translations would render it. You know, if your Bible actually has quotation marks, you know, that's an inference of the translators because the Greek manuscripts don't have anything like quotation marks. So they have to be inferred as to where what is being quoted and what's part of the narrative. So normally uh, we read this verse and we interpret it as Jesus saying, truly I say to you today, you know, here comes the quotes, today you will be with me in paradise. So Jesus is telling the thief, I say to you, this is what I'm telling you, today you will be with me in paradise. And I double-checked the current uh, New World Translation from the Watchtower. I have the software. It's called JW Library. You can actually 
put it on your mobile device. It's in the Google Play Store. It's, uh, I don't have an iPhone, but it's probably in the Apple Store, too. You can get it for Windows, possibly Mac and Linux. But yes, the New World Translation renders this as Jesus telling the thief, I say to you today, comma, here comes the quote, you will be with me in paradise. Now, why do they do that? And yes, this is a hill that they would die on as to whether Jesus put today inside the quote to the thief of what he's telling the thief or... when he's telling this to the thief. So they want us to believe that Jesus said, I say to you today, this is what I'm telling you today. And now what I'm telling you today is something that doesn't actually apply to you today. You know, so Jesus is using the word today, not you know, of what's going to happen to the thief, but just simply when Jesus is telling the thief these words. And so why do they say that? And why would they argue? Why would they take you to the mat on this? Well, because according to the Jehovah's Witnesses, the word paradise must mean the paradise earth, the future earth, the new earth. And so, of course, since the new earth is not something that's available today, then Jesus could not be telling the thief, today you will be with me in paradise, because neither of them could be in a paradise that has not yet been created, that has not yet been realized. So why is that? You know, couldn't this paradise that Jesus is talking about be, say, heaven? Well, of course... That will be point number two as I get to the ramifications of that. But point number one is that there's a problem with the word today and the and the Jehovah's Witnesses insist that today cannot be part of the quote. The thief will not be with Jesus in paradise today. This the very same day that they both die, which, you know, would seem to be some consolation there, like Jesus is telling the thief, we're both going to die here. As we both die together, I'm assuring you that we will both enjoy paradise together today, which would then make paradise something that is not future, that has not yet to be created, but exists at that moment as a point where um, the saints uh, and the Savior would go. So paradise for it to exist at that moment would be a reference to heaven, or particularly the third heaven, as is referred to elsewhere in the scriptures. And so normal mainstream Christianity and Bible translations recognize that Jesus is telling the thief, today you will be with me in paradise. So they will enjoy the paradise that was then, you know, perhaps it was Abraham's bosom where uh, Lazarus went in the in the story of the rich man and Lazarus could be where Elijah went, you know, or it could be the third heaven where the angels are, whatever the case, it would seem that it's reasonable to expect that they would be in paradise that 
today and also because why would Jesus utter the word today you know when it's not really necessary he could just say I assure you that someday you will be in with me in paradise he could say in the paradise at the end of the age or you know make some kind of statement that's clear rather than saying the word today in a disputable location there in a way that he never really says when he says truly truly I say to you like everywhere else in scripture he never puts the word today <laughs> because the thief knows that you know once he dies Jesus is not going to be able to truly truly I say to you at any other day but so it's it's superfluous to, for Jesus to add the word today there also when they're both suffering on the torture stake and they you know, and they have to uh, breathe you know it would take extra work for Jesus to utter the word today when there's really no a reason that he has to say the word today when he never really says it anywhere else he gives those words truly truly I say to you so on that uh, lexical basis there's really no reason to take the word today there in the way the Jehovah's Witnesses understand it but of course they insist that it's the new earth that it's a paradise earth and therefore they both cannot possibly be in it that day you know it's not heaven because well that'll be point number two so yes why can't it be that I say this to you today well because it's superfluous it would require Jesus extra effort on the torture stake to utter it and he never says today on any other occurrence of I say to you or truly truly I say to you and now point number two is I think a very salient point about understanding this is I want to get to the evidence that the Greek word paradise is also used by the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. So Paul refers to himself in the third person here in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 when he refers to some amazing incident, amazing experience. He says, I know someone who experienced this, but you know, most people recognize and it seems obvious in the context that he's talking about himself in the third person. And he says, whether in the body I cannot tell, or out of the body I cannot tell. So that's interesting that Paul says that. Now Paul says that um, in verse two that he was that this person was caught up to the third heaven. He was caught up to the third heaven. And then in verse 4, he says that he was caught up into paradise. So he equates the third heaven and the, with the word paradise here. And the Greek word for paradise is the same word that Jesus used when he told the thief, you will be with me in paradise. So why can't he be referring to the same thing that the Apostle Paul is referring to when Paul referred to someone caught up into the third heaven, caught up into paradise? So Paul seems to be equating the third heaven 
with paradise and it's something that you're caught up into and Paul says that he you know he saw things that it is not you know lawful to utter <laughs> so Paul saw paradise existing during his his ministry on earth and so that doesn't mean that you know the paradise has to be something that is yet future that is yet to be created that it has to be a reference to the paradise earth and paul also says whether in the body i cannot tell or out of the body i cannot tell so one can experience paradise out of the body so, you know, if Paul experienced paradise out of the body, then can't the thief on the cross experience paradise with Jesus out of the body that day, just like Paul experienced it during his earthly ministry before uh, the new heavens will be created, the new earth? But the Jehovah's Witnesses will insist that the paradise must refer to the new earth. But now, in my second point here, you know, is to address not the word today. So let's look at another phrase in the verse that Jesus says to the thief. When he says, you will be with me in paradise. We want to look at the words with me so what does it mean that the thief will be with him in paradise and this compels us to look at the jehovah's witness teaching of the two classes of people so you have the great crowd and you have the anointed class now according to jehovah's witnesses jesus is a member of the anointed class so jesus is one of the 144,000, and he and the rest of them go to heaven they go to the third heaven you know they're spirit creatures in heaven jesus was recreate recreated as michael the archangel he wasn't really resurrected from the dead and then he and anyone who's part of the the anointed class when they die they are created recreated as spirit creatures immediately and they inhabit heaven and they rule and reign with Christ from heaven and that's the reward for the anointed class or the Christ class and so Jesus and his companions in the anointed class they're spirit creatures they don't get a body they don't get a physical body and they reign from heaven down on earth so they're not on the new earth they're not in paradise but they reign from heaven over the inhabitants of the paradise earth that will be yet after armageddon hits so jesus is a member of the anointed class and he will be in heaven not in paradise so what about the thief on the cross now could the thief on the cross have been a member of the anointed class or was he a member of the great crowd so either way you slice it whatever the thief on the cross was there's a problem with the statement you will be with me in paradise so let's ask the question was the thief a 
member of the anointed class. Well, if he was, then he would definitely be with Christ, but they would be in heaven, um, and neither of them would be on the paradise earth. So, you know, truly, truly, I say to you, you will be with me, and you could even say the word today, because if they were both members of the anointed class, then they could technically both be together in heaven. But the Jehovah's Witnesses insist that in paradise is not where you know they would be. So if the thief is a member of the anointed class with Christ, he would definitely be with Christ, but they would not be in paradise. But Jesus said, you will be with me in paradise. So what about if the thief is a member of the great crowd? Because the Jehovah's Witnesses say that anyone who's not a member of that anointed class is a member of the great crowd. All other faithful Jehovah's Witnesses, they have the promise that if they remain faithful, they will be uh, in the paradise earth. They will be recreated, given flesh bodies, um, glorified flesh bodies bodies and get to be in the paradise earth that will be created after Armageddon. So, is the, is the thief a member of the great crowd? Well, if he is, then you could say, yes, he will be in paradise. But then we have to look at the phrase, with me. <laughs> because if Jesus says, you will be with me in paradise, then the thief, if he's a member of the great crowd, he will be in paradise. But would he really be with Christ? Because Christ, if he's a member of the anointed class, he would be reigning from heaven as a spirit creature down over uh, paradise earth. And the thief would be a flesh creature subject to the Christ that he cannot see who's in heaven. So if he's a member of the anointed Christ, he could be with me, but not in paradise. If he's a member of the great crowd, he could be in paradise, but not with me. But so, you know, so there either way you slice this verse, there are many problems. Jesus telling him today, you know, the Jehovah's Witnesses can't allow that. But what if that's what the verse is really saying that you will be with me today? So, and why would Jesus say that? And why would he utter it uh, when he's in pain, when it's superfluous and it doesn't doesn't match any other occurrence of truly, truly, I say to you. That was um, the first point of discussion. And then the second point of discussion is the problem with him actually, the words he actually tells him that are not in dispute by Jehovah's Witnesses, that you will be with me in paradise. So, you know, if <laughs> those words cannot stand according to Jehovah's Witness teaching. So either the thief is a member of the anointed class and will be with Christ, but not in paradise, <laughs> or he's a member of the great crowd and he will be in paradise, but not with Christ. <laughs> But now I know the Jehovah's Witnesses would likely argue that you're taking things too far and too literally. Splitting hairs over the over the the words there, what with me has to mean. But <laughs> you know, let's take things with the force of Jehovah's Witness doctrine and understand that their very doctrine doesn't allow them to take 
you know this verse as literally as they expect us to take uh, where they place the word today and yeah so i think it's just a very interesting little nugget of truth a very interesting little discussion so yeah if you have a discussion with jehovah's witnesses about that verse you can bring up (laughs) you can argue with them about the word today and you can bring up their class system of the anointed class and the great crowd and take them to task on those words and it might get them thinking as you then present the gospel to them. And so I have parked at work, and so stay tuned for more episodes of Truth Espresso and Truth Espresso Express. Thank you for waking up with Truth Espresso. Good morning, and God bless your day. Hey friends, Daniel Minnick here again. If you liked waking up to this episode of Truth Espresso, I would really appreciate it if you would rate it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever application you use to listen to Truth Espresso.